Kings and Queens, welcome back to another episode of A New Perspective, the number one podcast in the world. We're here. We're back. Like, comment, subscribe, notifications, all the good yeah. fun stuff if you haven't already. Only, only if you like us. If you don't like us, then don't watch us. It's up to you. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Kind of a mixed bag today. We're going to talk about some random stuff. We're going to talk about some financial stuff. Um. Let's get straight into it. So the random stuff is kind of stuff that I've seen in the last week or so that's been notable. Um, first thing on the list, today today currently is um, Sunday the 30th, and the Bengals played today. And miraculously, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl for the first time in like almost 40 years. Which, since 1988. Since 1988, yeah. And the interesting thing with this, so Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco 49ers are playing right now. If the 49ers win, it'll be a very heavily media-covered game because both of the last time the Bengals have gone to the Super Bowl, they've played the 49ers and lost. Really? Yes. So I'm hoping the 49ers clinch up. But if if the Rams win, it's going to be home field for them. Which yes. is, I, I think that's a huge deal, especially in the Super Bowl, because yeah, I don't think a lot of teams that play in the Super Bowl are necessarily given the home field advantage. No, because uh, for Super Bowls, they like them to be in domes, and most teams don't have them. Yeah. So super excited for the halftime show, too. It's gonna, who's, who's even going to be on it? It's have they announced. Yeah, they, it's Dr. Dre, Snoop Ooh. Dogg. Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. I think that's it's pretty solid be one list. Of the best. Yeah. Because the last it's, few have been kind of stinkers. As far as previous Super Bowl halftime shows, there was one, there was one recently. The Beyonce that, Shakira one was good. Well, yeah, because it's Beyonce. Um there was there was one in the last it was Maroon 5. That one was pretty. That good. one was that one was good because yeah. I I remember that was when I just like when Travis Scott was really getting huge and he performed. Yeah, and he he like exploded in on an asteroid and came out doing Astro World. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, but um, next big thing, and this might be more of a niche audience thing, just something I thought was cool. Um, new Pokemon game came out, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And um, for anybody that is big into games, um, if you remember playing Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game a couple years ago, how it was like a really big open world dynamic. That's what they brought into the Pokemon now. Mm. And you, w- when you're playing a Pokemon game, you know how you usually just like run through the tall grass and then you get an encounter and then you yeah. just fight back and forth. Now, in this game, you're running around and you see Pokemon. Like, you see them mm. there, you throw the Pokeball at them, and it doesn't bring up, like, an interface like you're in a battle. Right. Like, you see the two Pokemon right there, the 3D objects, and they're fighting back and forth. Like, That's pretty cool. Looks really well done. I might... I might actually have to get it, because I've never played... <laughs> I played like platinum and gold on the Game Boy Color and didn't understand anything. And that was yeah, <laughs> forever ago. I, I'm 
I have um, the last Pokemon game that just came out, like Shining or Brilliant Diamond is what I'm playing right mm-hmm. now. So I have to wait until I finish that game. But then I'm probably going to pick up Legends Arceus because it looks really, really good. But I'm going to wait until it's like with a with a new Windows update. You got to wait until all the bugs are out before you download mm. it. So gotcha. I'm going to wait and see if there's any big issues or something. But I'm very excited for that. I'll probably whenever I get it and play it a little bit, we'll talk about it a little. Um, Sounds good. Next thing, final thing before we get into finances. Um, new Kanye album was just announced to be released February the 22nd. And Nate and I, as very big Kanye fans, are nervous. Um, I don't know. B- based on all of his other albums that take a year, two years, three years to make. And they all come out to be like really well put together pieces of art. Yeah. We'll say I'm really worried because this, it, he put out Donda six months ago and now he's going to put out Donda two. He's never just taken six months for an album. I mean, again, as with, most of the albums it's probably not going to come out when he says he is you yes. know it might come out a year later or so i mean that's just a typical i i kind of prepare myself anytime i hear an announcement for an album and i prepare myself to not be disappointed when it drops or when it doesn't drop rather and yeah. just be prepared to wait a while because yeah. that's just how it goes yeah um but i'm i'm a little scared because it says executively produced by future, which could be really cool, but could be really, really bad at the same time because future is such a hit or miss artist to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize uh, that he was the exclusive producer for it. Yeah. Um, And well, executive producer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I'm sure that Kanye did most of the production. It's just future was like, he's like overseeing the production. Um, I'm also scared because Antonio Brown says that he has a song with Kanye. They've been hanging, they've been hanging out a lot lately because Kanye likes to kind of scoop up uh, like, influencers in danger and kind of just toss him into his backpack like he did with the baby for the last album yeah yeah he's doing the same thing because ab is an absolute mess so i'm i'm terrified uh, just, uh yeah that one's a risky one because didn't he he just put out a song didn't he i haven't even listened to it ab Kanye? did no uh, ab no i dude you I, I haven't mean, even I, listened to it. But. I almost just said you can't pay me to listen to AB's music. You could pay me to listen to AB's music. It would have to be enough that I can go through. Like I'd probably do it just out of the very curiosity of it. I've heard one of his songs before, and it was one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I have a really, really low standard for music. <laughs> 
I listened to a lot of bad music and AB, that was the worst song I've ever heard. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, Might be a whole lot of disappointment. Yeah. And correcting myself on what I said earlier, because I said that he's never put out albums so close together. He put out Watch the Throne and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy in the same year. That's but right. I feel like it's it was different then. He had so much more fuel and so much more. I'm not going to say he had more passion back then, but it was just different. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, because he put a lot into Donda. Yeah. I'm not I'm not too entirely sure what all he's going to put into this one. I mean, there's, I mean, not really that much. Yeah. I, I, I hope it's not kind of leftovers from Donda one. That'd be that kind of sad. That'd be, un, that'd be unfortunate, but all right. Um, do you want to introduce the finance stuff? Um, what exactly do we want to cover with it? I mean, there's a lot of, I think it's just like, um, how to like save money in a smart way and how, like what to do when you start getting income coming in, like, where do you put, if you get a paycheck for a thousand dollars, where do you put all that money? Like what portions go to where? So I, I think I'll, I'll touch on that. Cause I just got a big paycheck. Um, yeah. I can too, because I got paid for my winter break stuff, and I know exactly where all that money went. (laughs) So it really heavily depends on your situation. I mean, everybody's different. Um, For me, I put it towards paying off all my credit cards. Yeah. Uh, Towards my loans and my bills. I made sure those were all covered first. Yes. Um. And with the rest, I'm investing it all into, I have acorns. So I have it invested into a bunch of bonds and stocks. Um, I also have an IRA that I'm putting into as well. Yeah. Now, a little tidbit I learned for anybody who wants to start an IRA, which is a retirement fund, basically. Mine is currently a traditional IRA. And there's also a Roth IRA. If you're ever getting into it, I would recommend doing a Roth IRA versus a traditional. I've heard my roommate talking about his, he has a Roth IRA. Yeah. So, so the reason for that is, is the Roth, you're going to pay the taxes up front versus the traditional IRA. Whenever you need it, you get taxed so much more. And it's bad. So the Roth IRA, you pay it up front, but it's much, much yeah. more rewarding Roth IRA, over time. You get, you get taxed on deposit instead of taxed yes. on withdrawal. Okay. Um, if you're like me and you have less expenses, like I don't, I don't have a lot of monthly in and out in my bank account because I'm just at school. I'm not... I'm not paying off loans yet. I'm waiting until I actually have real money to do that. So say, for example, you get a $1,500 paycheck here, just as some, I'll go over this as somebody who doesn't have a lot of bills. And then you, since you have more bills, you can talk about what you would do with your 1500. So with my 1500, I would take 
probably the thousand dollars, the like the big two thirds of it, Mm -hmm. that's going right into savings and it's never going to get touched until car accident or something bad happens when you need it. Yeah. Um, it also called, um, your emergency fund. That's what mine is. Um, and then the 500, what I would do is as a, as a student, this is what I do. I split it and I have a hundred dollars up there. I can do whatever I want with that hundred dollars. The 400 though, I put into a separate spot in my bank account and that's for school expenses, like textbooks, stuff like that, that access codes. I, I could go on and on about how I have to pay for a book and an access code and another online service. That's a $50 bill drives me crazy. I spent like $400 on books and access codes this semester, but having that money set aside just for school stuff. And if you really need something, need to buy something, you can pull from that. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, just don't, don't treat your finances as something that's um, completely rigid. The only thing that's rigid is your savings. You don't pull from your savings if you don't have to. All the other money, it's just dependent on what you see fit for buying or investing. So <clears throat> for me, my breakdown is going to be a lot different. Because I do pay all my loans. I pay the interest on my student loans. And that's a couple hundred dollars right off the bat. Um, If I had any credit card um, that I needed to owe on, I'd pay that all off immediately. So just say, just say, um, say, say you racked up a a decent bit out of $1,500. Okay. Say you racked up a decent bit, say, I don't know, 400 or something. Just pay that off because you're going to be paying like a 23% interest or something every payment period. And that's just going to keep growing and growing. So the sooner you get that all paid off, the better off you are. Yeah. With the credit cards, especially if you're a new holder or going to be getting into it, really from what I understand, you should only use about 10% of the limit, 10 to 20% of the limit. And the reason for that is, is there's a revolving utilization from all your credit cards linked together. And the more you're continuously using of that, the higher that percentage is and the more that impacts your credit score. So whenever I first got mine, I would only pay for, I would use it for gas and then pay it off. Mm -hmm. Or I'd use it maybe for a meal, pay it off, just like little 30, 40, $50 and just pay it off. And that establishes, you know, you're making payments on time, you're paying them in full, and you're not using a lot of that. Um, you're not utilizing as much of your credit. Yeah. Um, so I'd pay those off. And then every week I invest into, like I said, with the acorns, I invest um, not a ton, but I'd, I'd put in, I don't know, say, say in a month, uh, maybe 100, 100 bucks or so. Yeah. The a good bit of it, since I drive a lot for work and everything, probably not maybe maybe like 
90 bucks a week, maybe for gas. So I figure I'm probably around what, $800, $700 still. Yeah, just about. I would then take, let's say 800. I'd probably take maybe 600, tuck that into savings, a separate savings. And then the rest I would keep in a spend account, not yeah, with like, the intentions to spend it, but with the intentions of if I need to get something quickly, it's there, I can. So that's that's a huge key that I, I see a lot of people, especially around the ages of Nate and I, I see a lot of people that they get a $600 paycheck and then they, they thankfully they'll pay their bills first, but then they have like 300 bucks left over. They just blow it all. Yeah. And I, I've never understood that because just because there's money there to spend doesn't, doesn't mean you need to it needs to be spent. Like, I don't know. I, I like to think that I'm very careful with my finances and I don't run into huge problems often, but if, if you, if you run with that mentality that just because it's there doesn't mean you should use it, you'll be leagues and bounds ahead of other people that just spend, spend, spend. Basically, and I, I think the bigger portion of the people that do that is before they even get that money, they're spending it in their mind. Yeah. They're picking out things that they want to spend. They're spending their money before they make it, which is okay if it's for useful things. Yeah. It's okay to plan for that. Like with my new job, I plan to pay for the rest of my college in full without loans. That's a big chunk of it. That's huge. Yeah. There's there's going to go maybe for, for a year around $8,000. Yeah. Which isn't terrible compared to most people. Um, pay towards my loans, get a new vehicle at some point, not new, but used and yeah, in a lot a better condition than what I have. New to you. Yes. And start saving for uh, to rent a house or an apartment or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'll still have tons left over, but like things like that, it's okay. I think to have that in your mind, but don't just rely on that coming in. Cause you never know. Yeah. And um, Nate touched on it a little bit with credit cards. I just wanted to go back to this. Um, since I am a young broke boy without a car currently, I don't have a credit card because I don't, I don't have like a way to be regularly spending on it to build a credit score. So it doesn't make sense for me to have one right now, but um, I have enough older siblings and I've seen all of them get their first credit card and everything. The advice that my parents always give, and I think it's really concrete advice. My dad will always say, if you have a credit card and you have a car, only spend money on gas for a while. Because if you start, just thinking, okay, I've this thing is a this little brick just like shoots out money. Like I can, most credit cards have a pretty decent limit, so you can realistically spend the limit if you really felt like it. But my dad always said that if you start allowing yourself to use your credit card to buy lunch every other day and all these other things, that it keeps 
you keep like mentally thinking, oh, I can just put it on my credit card. Yeah. It's different than if you just spend, you just buy it with a debit card because it's, it's not immediately out of your bank account. It's sitting, it, it goes into another land. The other thing too, and I actually ran into this last year was don't use it because you ha- because it has money there. Don't use that because you don't have the money, say, on a debit card or something. That Yeah. Don't use issue. that in place because then you're depending on having that money come in so you can pay it. Yeah. And I ran into a big issue with that this past year, I will admit, and finally got it all taken care of and done. But it's taken me since like June, I think. Here we are in January, so it's been like six, seven months. Yeah. Takes a while. Um, we could talk about little things to make some money on the side. Um, okay. I know we're not super well-versed in it. E-commerce, huge thing. I mean, yeah. it doesn't take much to boot up like an online clothing store, make some stuff and sell it. If, um, yeah, it, it, that's all really skill dependent though because it it's like you can make a t you can make a t-shirt store super easy but hold on i need to be able to print t-shirts like which most services will like do that. it for you but yeah it's yeah, things to but, take into account one yeah. thing I, I will say and i really want to share this i'm excited about this i really want to look into it more but it seems super solid um i saw a video of a guy he his mom retired because of it but she's selling books to Amazon. You basically like go to a flea market or, or somewhere where books oh, are really she, cheap. She, she drop ships books. Um, well, no, she packages them. It's through Amazon FDM, I believe it is. And you actually ship it to the warehouse. Yeah. my That's, yep. drop, that's drop shipping. Okay. My friend Aaron... Yep. Um, I'm not going to say what product he sells because it will give away all of his secrets that he's built up that he makes good money on. But my buddy, he drop ships certain food products. He just Mm. buys them from Target, Walmart, Giant Eagle, whatever, sends them into Amazon and and he like lists them at a certain price that's like within Amazon's boundaries ships them to Amazon, Amazon ships them out, he gets paid. Yep. But the issue with drop shipping that everybody should be aware of, you put money up front, uh, you put a sizable deposit up front to be able to drop ship yeah. through, through Amazon at least. I don't know, I'm not well-versed on everything else, but you have to put up a big sum of money up front something like 10 grand or something so that you can start. You have to have an LLC that backs, that is essentially the company that you're working for because you can't just be Joe Schmo from, I don't know, Sesame Street that's selling corn dogs online. Yeah. It has to be like LLC backed. Um, but yeah, my, my friend does that and he does well for himself considering the amount of work he has to do. I might need to talk to him because I, I actually really want to look into it and stuff. Um, getting off the ground is not easy. Oh, I believe it. Like 
he spent six months finding what products are going to sell. Right. And now he, I'll tell you off camera what he's, what he's working with, but he, it took him a while to be able to even figure out what, because you can in the, in the app for this stuff that Amazon makes, you can scan a barcode and it'll tell you, okay, this is what you're buying it for at this place. Or no, it doesn't tell it doesn't tell you that. It tells you Look what like the, the selling price is. Typically. It tells you what it's selling on Amazon. What it, it literally breaks down what you're going to make off of this product. And he, he said that if you're not making double what you paid for it, then it's not worth it because it, you, you end up spending enough on shipping and all this other junk that it doesn't turn into profit. Um, but another another really nice like side hustle thing, it's like situational dependent. I'm just going to use my example because I picked up a little bit of skill with Photoshop over the last year, just very very basic. But Nate came to me two three times. It's like, hey, this friend of mine has a company and they need a new logo, and I made a couple logos and I made. Two, 300 bucks, which yeah. is just like, I did it in my free time. And with that kind of thing, with graphic design, you can set your own price. You can determine typically, like, typically whatever. prices are anywhere for graphic design for logos specifically, depending on how skilled you are, the average price is between a hundred and $1,500. I do believe is the average. If you're, and if you're just getting into it, it's, you want to keep it low. Yeah. Like. I, I have a, I don't know, I don't charge a lot because I don't have a lot of skills to bring, but my, I know my friend, he's incredible with Photoshop and all that stuff. He, I think he should charge more. He just does like $100 base fee and then like extra for changes. He should make a fiber for graphic design. He, yeah, I think so. Yeah, fiber is another really good one. If you have a, a, a marketable skill like this, you can go on Fiverr and you can list yourself and list some of your work and just like, I don't know if you want a logo or if you want an animation or all these little different things, just set your price. People will bite on it. It's, I feel like it's pretty easy to get noticed on Fiverr. It's a very easy way to get things that you don't know people for or can't do yourself. Plus these are res these like this is stuff you can put on your resume if you do well with it. Yeah. Like yeah. if you if you put on your resume that you run your own graphic design business essentially, that's gonna look really, really good on a resume. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff, <clears throat> a lot of these things are you gotta put in a lot up front. You need to, you know, depending on what you do, like if it's Fiverr, you need to spend the time to learn what you're doing. You need to spend the money for the software and everything and to learn it Um, for, you know, other things. You need to spend money like for the podcast, for equipment, things like that to get up and going. Like you're going to invest a lot up front, but the goal is that over time, as you get more situated and comfortable in it, that it's a lot more passive. Yes. That. Um, it's like when you're taking a, you're taking a math class, take an algebra class and you learn your first stuff in the first four weeks 
and you build on that for the rest of the semester. In week 15, the last week of classes, you look back at the stuff from week one, two, three, four, and it's like, this was basic. It's the same idea. You develop on your skills over time so that you later down the road don't have to invest the same amount of time into your work. That's about all I have. That's about it. I mean, there's, I mean, again, we're not experts or anything and we yeah, please financial advice. We are not. <laughs> just well, suggestions. We, yeah. We don't have an issue with that. Um, but yeah. yeah, if just, if, if something we said is applied to you and you want to implement it, then go ahead. I'd love to see it. Nate and I are by no means great examples of very financially well-set people because we've both made a lot of mistakes over the years, but we're learning from the mistakes. And I don't know. that's the most important part. I thought maybe sharing a little bit might help somebody out. That's struggling on how to divide up their paycheck. Little things like that. I know. I think the credit card thing will be helpful too, because I know a lot of people our age, surprisingly to me, at least don't have credit cards. They don't know anything about them. And, yeah. you know, I I've had one, since I was 17 before I went to college. Yeah. If I was, if I didn't have older siblings that had gone through all this, I would have no idea besides like what my dad would tell me. Mm. So, um, Mike's comment. Um, do you, Mike's comment? Here we go. Do you prefer orange juice with or without pulp? Definitely because without, without oh you're a monster i mean I'll, I'll enjoy it with but sometimes i don't know i just i don't need all this stuff I, stuck in my teeth i i think that heavy pulp is like borderline american psycho type stuff but like this <laughs> the the some pulp orange juice so great i think that the pulp just like the right amount adds flavor okay if that makes sense feel like the super smooth orange juice kind of tastes like if you, um, do you ever drink Tang? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like an orange flavored drink mix. And it, it's very like, like, I, it, do you ever drink something that's kind of sour and you get that feeling in the sides yeah. of your cheeks? It reminds, it's, it's like that. It's kind of like battery acid. So I, I, gotcha. I, I associate like no pulp orange juice with battery acid now. So I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't know what orange juice you've been drinking, but that's pretty rough. Yeah. Oh, good morning to you, everybody. Time to drink my battery acid. <laughs> started. Can't wait to have a really, I, I'm going to get up. I'm going to make bacon, eggs, some toast, drink a cup of battery acid. I'll be right on my way. be a rough day yeah well all right well with that we'll see you next time yeah thank you guys sorry (laughs) this was kind of weird bye